0: And Dennis, Stewart, during the week, there have been a couple of um, mentions on radio, on media programs that have criticized herbs and supplements and suggested maybe they're just placebos and maybe even dangerous. Mm. What's your comment on that?
1: My comment briefly, Jane, is this 35 years ago, when I started, those things were being said then, they're being said now. Nothing has changed except over 35 years. I've reinforced my belief, both in practice, study and lecturing, that complementary medicine based on herbs and supplements works. People vote uh, with it, uh, for it, uh, by using these things. And from a professional point of view, I can only say that all that I've used during my career are herbs and supplements. And what have I been doing in 35 years if these things don't work?
0: Well, you've certainly been doing well, haven't you? Now, if you've got a question for Dennis Stewart, we'll be talking about herbs and supplements today. And uh, we'd be very happy to take your call. 492162160. Get your question through to Dennis Stewart today. And we're starting off with Amanda. And Amanda's rung in from Raymond Terrace. Uh, Exema's the problem, Amanda.
2: A huge problem for my seven-year-old son mm. who has eczema on his penis.
1: It's mm, nasty, isn't
2: it? It's awful. Yes.
1: Look, this is obviously a condition that is being medically managed by a dermatologist.
2: Um, no, we haven't been told to go to a dermatologist. Okay. We've seen um, a doctor. He's prescribed countless cortisone creams. Yes. And look, they do work, Yes. but I'm not really overly happy about... Him being on cortisone
1: cream for the rest of his life. Yes. Look, it's, it's a, a very difficult area to treat, obviously, mm. and one has to be very cautious about what one uses um, in lesions pertaining to the genitals. Um, it would seem that something like a calendula cream okay. might be useful, and calendula is a very safe, uh, very safe herb. A calendula and chamomile are two very safe. Herbs, When used as topical preparations, it's unlikely that they would deal with uh, the acute phase of the condition, but they may be useful uh, in keeping the condition controlled uh, after perhaps a steroid preparation has been used as prescribed by your doctor. So the first thing I would say is, and you need to re- run it past your GP because this is a condition with a little boy like that that needs to be regularly and constantly uh, monitored and you need to have your GP on site knowing what you're doing. But I'm sure he would have known about chamomile and calendula. They're very popular preparations. And I think there's a company called Weleda, W-E-L-E-D-A, which is a Swiss company, and they make excellent topical preparations which are used all around the world. In fact, in fact, it comes to my mind now that Walida has what's called an eczema cream. And I have used that occasionally, particularly on children, with good results. But again, I come back to the the point that uh, it's unlikely to deal with the condition when it's acute, but it could be useful in maintaining the momentum of a treatment that has been started with say something like a steroid. So think of those herbs chamomile and calendula as topical preparations as a cream. I suspect, however, they are in the Walida preparation simply called eczema cream. Um, where do you live?
2: Uh, Raymond Terrace.
1: Okay, look, you'd have a health food store up there that I'm I'm sure would stock Walida products, yep. and they would know what I'm talking about. I know down our way round here some of the health food stores. Uh, stock it. Uh, of course, if you can't get it, you can always contact my practice, but support your local people first. Remember, we'll lead an eczema cream and think of the two herbs, uh, chamomile and calendula, being two popularly used European preparations used to address the milder levels of this condition. Again, I come back to the point, it's a condition in this case that needs to be regularly medically monitored with your GP approving of what you're doing and seeing if perhaps by using some of these softer preparations you can lessen the need for heavier steroid preparations. Try that, but at the same time address it from an oral perspective. I could talk for hours on this, but I won't. Two things that I found useful in managing most inflammatory skin conditions in both children and in adults uh, is the regular use of what are called bioflavonoids and one of them in particular called quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, is useful and I've used it for many years as an oral supplement and also I'm a great fan, particularly with children, of uh, supplementing with Oil of Evening Primrose, two harmless preparations which might be useful, but again, run it past your medical manager.
0: Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for your call, Amanda, and uh, all the very best with that. Ralph has rung in from Ellamore Vale, and uh, Ralph, your questions about cradle caps. Hello. Yes. Cr- hmm.
1: Hello, Ralph. Yes, hi. You have a problem, yes. do you, Ralph? Yes, cradle cap in old men. Yes. Now explain explain that for me. What I mean, I know of cradle cap. Are you talking about a very scaly? Flaky scalp. Yes. Okay. Have you uh, had it investigated?
3: Oh uh, yes.
1: And you've used some preparations on it, have you?
3: Yes. I've tried sorbeline, vitamin E cream, yep. apple cider vinegar, satamal N A T A M I L
1: I'm going to suggest and tea tree some... oil. I'm using tea tree oil at the moment. I suggest something very, very simple, very, very old fashioned. But I yep. found I have found it useful particularly with children, so I see no reason why it might not be useful for you, just get yourself some ordinary olive oil, extra extra virgin olive oil, and massage that into your scalp a couple of times a day. I learnt that that from an Indian student of mine who studied under me. Uh, Many years ago, I conducted a course on the the central coast of the university, and one of my students was an Indian pharmacist. And she would regularly turn up on the Saturdays, with her head literally dripping with oil, and I questioned ah. and I questioned her about it, and she said it was common practice in her community um, to use olive oil to maintain the health of the scalp, as well as the health of the hair. And I have used that and seen some remarkable benefits, even with kids with psoriasis on the scalp, where pe- where parents will persevere and massage the scalp and on the weekends. Make sure the scalp is literally dripping uh, with olive oil. I've seen some very, very good results. It's not going to cost you anything. Give it a try. See how you go.
0: And this is to and your RFM's Health Naturally. with our, We do it for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And Dennis Stewart is here and happy to take your calls on 49216216. Natalie has rung in from Edgeworth. And asthma is the problem you want to talk to Dennis about.
3: Yeah, it is. My um, two-year-old son—he has just been diagnosed as a chronic asthmatic. They're oh. calling him. Um, we've
2: had about six or seven hospital trips in the past five to eight weeks. Um, he's on Ventolin now, about every four hours, and he's on preventers as well. Good, just good. Just
3: wanting to know if, like, there's some alternate therapies we could try.
1: How old's a little boy, Natalie?
3: He's only two.
1: Yes. Look, it's it's unwise. Let me emphasise to you and listeners it 's unwise mm-hmm. to use anything other than the mainstream medical approach to deal okay. with this condition with little boys um, mm-hmm. and with little girls um, yep. the asthma's not a condition um, to be taken lightly as you mm-hmm. as you would appreciate and yeah. and with the modern medications that are being used today um, uh, kids are very very well managed and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes I know. I've been a parent myself. Sometimes I know that we can get discouraged and upset and, and question uh, treatment that's being delivered to our kids. But let me tell you, uh, kids, mm-hmm. are, kids are alive today as a result of the breakthroughs in modern asthmatic medication. You stay with what your GP or your paediatrician is doing. Your little, boy, your little boy as he gets older will probably develop a degree of natural resistance. Um, but don't do anything other than what your doctor tells you to do with this, Natalie.
0: All right, great. Okay, thank you for your call. Always nice to have a little bit of reassurance, isn't it? It is, it is, it And 49216216 for your question for Dennis Stewart. Tara from East Maitland, chronic fibromyalgia. Doesn't sound like an easy thing to deal with.
1: Hello, Tara. No,
3: definitely not.
1: Hi, how are you? I'm well. How long have you been battling this wretch?
3: Um well i've just finally got a diagnosis about uh five months ago, but it's mm-hmm. been about um well i feel probably about four years okay
1: now, your uh, your doctor would have you on low dose of prednisone
3: no i don't think he knows that much about it, and that's why I was wondering about a good doctor or someone that can manu- help me manage it a lot better
1: uh, fibromyalgia is is a condition if it's been diagnosed it's a yep. condition that First of all, it can be stubborn to treat, put it that way. It can yes. be stubborn to treat. Uh, quite a number of patients that I've seen over the years do well on the medical management that starts off using an elevated dose of steroid, then brings it down to a very, very low dose, and and the condition tends to burn itself out over time with that management. So yes. I'm sure your doctor's aware of this. Um, I, yes. would, I wouldn't be um, casting aspersions on his or her Um, characteristics of practice they may be working out a treatment uh, and we'll discuss it with you but what you could do to enhance your general uh, resistance to this condition uh, is to use a formula that i talk frequently about on the program called astragalus 8 yeah
3: i've heard
1: of that now astragalus 8 I know a lot about it, I'll not, um, not say too much because time gets away on us, but um, yeah. fi- fibromyalgia is very frequently seen as a consequence of, of a viral infection, a consequence of an immunological dip or decline, and Astragalus eight tends to work in helping this condition by improving yeah. the overall functioning and health of the patient's immunity. So I would suggest until your GP um, prescribes uh, something for you. He or, or did even...
3: prescribe me um, in depth, but because I'm kind of tired all the time yeah. and I didn't like the effects of
1: that. Well, um, again, um, tiredness is a corollary uh, to a lot of conditions like chronic fatigue, Epstein-Barr virus, even fibromyalgia. Yeah, had You've had Epstein-Barr virus. Yeah. Well you necessarily in my in my opinion you necessarily need to go on to astragalus 8 because i would interpret i would interpret your fibromyalgia as a consequence of your contacting epstein-barr virus or glandular fever so i would suggest that the best thing that you could be on uh, in my opinion would be the astragalus 8 make a beeline to your health Mm food store or pharmacy
3: Mm -hmm. Do you think that apparently the, the it comes in powder form or tablet form? Is
1: there any difference? Uh, it comes in liquid form or in tablet form. Oh, does it? yeah. Yes, it's uh, whatever, you, whatever you like, put it that way. Um, it's not yeah. the most pleasant thing in the world to take, but it's not the worst thing to take. Um, I uh, prescribe both forms. I know your pharmacy or health food store would have either form of it. I'd, I'd encourage you to discuss that with them, and talk to them about your fibromyalgia and what I have said about its relationship to previous viral infections.
0: Yep. Okay, so thanks for your call, Tara, and a nice direction to follow. Reuben, now on 49216216, has rung in from Ashtonfield and uh, Tinnitus. Can you hear us then?
2: (laughs) I can, but I threw a loud buzzing. I was hoping (laughs) there was anything you could do to um, minimise it or deal Mm -hmm. with it at all.
1: How long have you had your tinnitus for, Ruben? Uh,
2: I'm in my, I'm 51 now, yes. and I remember my mum taking me to hospital when I was about 10 or 11. Yes. Uh, when I started complaining about it. Yeah.
1: Look, it it would be very unlikely. And I don't want to be pessimistic. Uh, it would be very okay. unlikely that um, using anything to address it now um, would be effective. However, however, yeah. um, I had a patient in practice yesterday who heard me talk about the herb ginkgo biloba, and yes. he has had tinnitus chronically for many years. And he, has, he said he was prepared to give it a go even if it took a year because the literature that I have on uh, ginkgo and tinnitus suggests that the clinical trial that influenced the European Commission to recognise ginkgo as a remedy for tinnitus was based on a 12-month period of time. Now, I go back to what I've said. You've had it for so long, I doubt if anything is going to help you by taking anything. But but if there is anything, if there is anything likely to do anything, it would be the, uh, the, the ginkgo biloba, which is a safe remedy, inexpensive, over-the-counter. It's up to you whether or not you want to try it. I'll give it a go. It'll be great. Okay.
2: For sure.
0: And hope you're enjoying... Health Naturally. For our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre, we're taking your calls on 49216216. Dennis, um, and now here's an interesting one. Karen's rung in from Madawi. Now, your granddaughter, Karen, has been diagnosed with spongy kidney. Is that right?
3: Yeah, she's 13 years old, and they were happy that she's been diagnosed with it earlier. Yeah. Apparently, they find it later on in life.
1: Okay, what what led to the diagnosis, Karen? Was your um, uh, she your...
3: had heaps of pain and yes. she was taken to the hospital.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, look.
3: How she's got two lots of tubes coming from her kidneys as well as one lot.
1: Yeah. Of, obviously, this is a condition that rightly belongs in the hands of the nephrologists, those that specialise in, in in kidney disease, in renal disease. By virtue of it having been found early, I would suggest that the prognosis on the condition is good. I know not a lot about it. It's an area of speciality. Um, And fortunately, as you say, your granddaughter has been diagnosed early, which makes her management that much better.
0: Thanks for your call. And uh, eczema seems to be on the list again, mm. <laughs> Dennis. Well,
1: it's the cool weather, Jane. It, it tends cool to cool weather brings it tends it it Yes, it's amazing this week yeah. in my rooms at New Lambton the number of patients that have presented who have said the same thing. At the onset of the cooler, drier weather, their eczema flares up. Flares up, again. up. And as one who has, uh, how can I call it, experienced eczema on and off, in, in milder states, admittedly, it's interesting now that as my skin dries out, I notice, particularly around the ankles, et cetera, that there's just that hint that something's changing, so mm. I've got to be cautious myself. Yeah,
0: it's like feeling it in your bones. You're feeling <laughs> yes. it in your skin when the weather changes. <laughs> Joy's rung in from tea gardens, and your question on eczema.
1: Hello, Joy.
3: Hello, Dennis. Um, it, it's not actually a question that poor lady with the little boy who yes. has persistent exercise. Yes, yes. I, I had it for quite a few years, and it would come and go on the soles of my feet, yes. in, in the arches in particular. Yes, and seen many doctors yes. and tried natural natural yes. remedies sometimes get a tiny bit of relief but not enough and yes. there were times when I had no skin there. Mm. Anyway, um, I picked up a bar of black tar soap one day in a little soap shop.
1: Uh, what was, say, that, say that again.
3: The black tar soap. Oh,
1: you're talking about coal tar. Yes, yes I of
3: like yes, coal yes, tar. Yes, um, yes. I, I, somewhere I read, read something about it and I thought, well, I'll give it a try. Yes. Well, As soon as my feet... Go a bit dry and, and start itching. Yes. I get the soap and just rub it in yes. onto it. And just leave it. Yes. I haven't got any sign of it anymore, yes. and I haven't had to bother.
1: Well, look, um, what, what you've uh, what you've said there is is is, is very understandable. Uh, what are called tar?s Whether they be coal tar, pine tar, as in pine tarsal or juniper tar. Got- All of these preparations are well documented in the literature. Unfortunately, and I say this with a degree of disappointment, unfortunately, the tar preparations do not seem to be as well understood today as they were years and years ago, probably as a result of the advent of of topical steroids. But uh, it was a, a tar preparation, that actually uh, caused my eczema to go into remission as a young man when I was studying engineering in Sydney, there was a pharmacist in what was called Dimick's Arcade that had a so called famous medicine that or famous cream that it was called Zima, zema z e m a and I started using it uh, with great results similar to yours, only to find out that the active principle in the preparation was in fact pine tar, which could have easily been replaced by coal tar. So there's no mystery about it. It works very, very well. It's a relatively safe preparation. And even these days, in my preparation called GA complex cream, uh, that's a cream with glycotinic acid uh, as the basis to it, the extract of licorice, I use a tar preparation in that, particularly to deal with eczemas that are itchy, frantically itchy. So I applaud you for using that and would uh, uh, reiterate to all listeners that what you've done is perfectly logical and that uh, I use myself tar-based soaps uh, and tar-based creams both professionally and personally. So thank you for ringing in. Well done,
0: and that's uh, something else that you enjoy have in common, there, Dennis. Yes, indeed. Yeah, um, what a remarkable
1: s- lady is that. That's exactly what I had to do, Jane, in uh, in Sydney many many years ago as a nineteen year old boy trying to feed myself in Sydney and study at night and uh, work on very low wages, training as an engineer. I broke down with eczema, and it was only as I hunted round in the big city of Sydney that I found a preparation other than a steroid that did the job and I used that for years and years and years and my wife said uh, years ago when we moved uh, into our house in, in Gosford there was a box which we hadn't opened for years and when we opened it there was about three dozen zemer ointments in it such was, my, <laughs> such was my historic dependence on that preparation But so that then good. they hadn't been necessary so Well that's, uh, well, that's true because I've developed my own GA complex yes.
0: mm. um, 49216216 for your questions Sue, you're in Hamilton and uh, a question about high cholesterol and uh, fatty liver.
2: Yes, that's right, Jane. How are you, Dennis? I'm well, uh, Sue. How are you? Oh, yes, Good. I am trying to Good. cure myself the natural way if I can. Mm. I've been sort of... Um, I have had high cholesterol for quite some time and yes. last year I was prescribed some medication for it, which was fine, and it, um, the cholesterol went down... I'm a person that eats healthy all the time, I'm a gym junkie, so to speak, um, exercise regularly, I don't drink alcohol, no sugar, no processed food and all that and um, I've got the cholesterol to a low level which was a fine and with my doctor's um, support I said to him that I wanted to try it and go off the medication and see if I could keep it low with just the natural food and all of that and he agreed. Uh, but unfortunately after seven or eight months i went back for another blood test like we discussed and that had gone up again so
1: what sort of level um, on what sort of level are you getting Sue? six
2: six point eight
1: so it's moderately elevated
2: moderately um, elevated yeah. um and i've also found out that i've got a fatty, fatty liver, liver and pancreas as okay. well and mm-hmm.
1: And, I've been doing a
2: little bit of research and I just want to do the natural way, if I can.
1: Has your doctor got you on a statin?
2: He has put me back on the statin again, mm-hmm. but I've been doing a lot of reading lately about mm-hmm. Chinese red rice yeast or something.
1: Well, interestingly, Chinese red rice yeast is in fact uh, just, is just a crude form of a statin.
2: Right, so even, okay. So even though
1: it's natural... It's just yes. a crude form of a statin with some of the downsides that might be associated with the statin. Talk, talk to your doctor about yes. um, his monitoring you on preparations yes. Yes. that are based on what are called phytosterols. Write that down,
2: P-H-Y-T-O-S-T-E-R-O-L-S,
1: phytosterols. Yes. Now, these, yes. are, these are well-known plant-based substances that inhibit the uptake of cholesterol in, from the gut. And I use yeah. a preparation, a couple of preparations. One is called Basicol, B A S I, C H O L and that yeah. that literally walks out of my practice. It is a useful non statin preparation to use for uncomplicated levels of um of cholesterol elevation. It should uh-huh. it should be able to bring you down at least a point. But your doctor would right. have to your doctor would have to monitor you, you on that. Phytosterols you can Google them up, see how they work and the reputation of them. The other thing yeah. the other thing that I would suggest is that there's a, a good deal of evidence to suggest that preparations incorporating psyllium. Psyllium, yes.
2: I've just been sort of starting to um, take psyllium husk. Half- with yeah. My cereal in the morning okay now you 've got uh, to do with it my, you, with my oats and things yeah. like that
1: well you 're doing well with that because they come up highly in a textbook that I uh, use um, to lecture from as a means of progressively over a period of time causing cholesterol level to go down as a result mm. as a result of the principles in psyllium binding uh, to cholesterol in the gut and exiting it so if you 're using phytosterols. Um, one yeah. or more of the preparations that I've mentioned. And if you're regularly using psyllium or Metamucil, there are two good things that have a credible base, and your doctor may be inclined to give you a chance of uh, seeing how that goes. But because you have fatty liver, also, you yeah. must, in my opinion, you must necessarily begin to use the herb St. Mary's Thistle. St. Mary's Thistle.
2: So yeah. I have heard of
1: that yeah. as well, yeah. well you, you, again, again that has a very yeah. very a very, very good track record, and again, I suggest you Google it up, have a look on the net, and you will find yeah. that it has good credentials for being used, certainly in the early stages of fatty liver, and it may also impact on helping to reduce your overall cholesterol level you 've got a problem yeah. you 've got a problem there. You need to talk it out and work it with your GP. Because of your cholesterol elevation and your fatty liver, you want to make sure that this doesn't impact too adversely on your liver overall.
2: Well, that's right, and I'm trying to do it, as I said, the most natural way as possible, rather than taking the, the, the medicated drugs. And like well, I'm
1: sure, the keto... your, I'm sure your GP would concur with that, but sometimes, sometimes we have to bite the bullet and recognise that nature's not always as beneficial as we think. And if you have to use a pharmaceutical, um, be guided by your doctor. But my view is what I've said today on these substances and this approach is so credible that I'm sure your GP would be prepared to say, well, look, let's give it a try, see how your fatty liver improves by looking at your liver enzymes and seeing how the two supplements we've mentioned work over three or four months by looking at your overall
0: levels. Well, this is Health Naturally on 2NURFM and we're taking your calls on 49216216. I've got a couple of good ones coming up now. So Billy's rung in from Cessnock with a skin condition, which Dennis has the right pronunciation for.
1: Ichthyosis. Is that what it is, Billy?
2: It's psoriasis, yes, yeah. Yes. It just comes along in winter. Yes, uh,
1: dry skin condition.
2: Yeah, like, like, my skin goes like a snake.
1: That's correct. Right. It's, just, it's a very scaly, dry condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. Does, it, does it get itchy? No, it doesn't get itchy.
2: No. no, it doesn't really annoy. It doesn't really annoy me. It's just what. And you've I had get it? a bit annoyed, paranoid about it and when I'm wearing had, shorts and stuff,
1: you've had it for a long, long time, haven't you?
2: Oh, that's since I was born, I was that's supposed correct. to grown out, out of it, and it's, Look, it's in the family. Yeah. Th-
1: there is, there's no cure as such that i'm aware of but i can mention a few things that might be worthwhile trying the first thing i believe or could be of benefit is that you begin to use significant doses of the fish oils now fish Fish oil fish oils are used uh, for treating skin conditions particularly psoriasis and i know psoriasis isn't the same as ichthyosis but uh, it has similar uh, dry characteristics and fish oils are popularly used as a long-term supplement for dry skin conditions. They're cheap. They'd be readily available to get up there, go and see Mark Brown in the Go Health Food Store in Cessnock. He would stock them. And you need to yeah, where's t- he at? He's a, in the old ambulance station that's been converted into the new oh, shopping right centre. Okay. There. Mark's a good guy, well qualified. Um, having on with Mark, get onto some oral fish oils. And the, th- the second thing I would say, and this might sound a little bit simplistic, but I'm a great fan of this. Begin, begin to regularly massage into your skin, particularly the exposed parts, just straight out extra virgin olive oil.
2: Yeah, my grandmother used to do that years ago. She yeah. it was
1: Italian. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a great old preparation. The Italians can can uh, teach us a lot. Um, great fan of Italian traditions. Get a hold of uh, straight out olive oil. Uh, rub it in, massage it into the into the into into your legs or wherever the dry skin is. It may right. not cure the condition, but it will ease... Yeah, that'll no, help it. It, it yeah. will help it. So oral fish oils and topical olive oil.
0: Well, there you go.
2: Okay, thank you very much.
1: Good idea. Okay. And,
0: Billy, always listen to your grandmother, isn't that the, <laughs> the There's a lot of truth there? in that. A lot of truth
1: in that. I learned a lot from my grandmother.
0: And Marcie's rung in from Toronto. And cholesterol again, Marcie...
3: Hello, Marcia. Yes. Cholesterol we're talking about this morning. Yes. Um, sometimes when I'm looking up, Googling, yes. um, about cholesterol, yes. their they're, um, they're naming um, rates is as, as in the hundreds. Can, can you put some sort of connection between, for example, 6.3 equals in some other country 500 or 300 or...
1: Now, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not an expert at numeracy, um, but um, I, the the uh, the acceptable level or re- reasonably acceptable level for cholesterol is around about 5.5 uh, millimoles. Uh, okay. I'm not sure what uh, the other currencies around the world would refer to it as. So uh, I can't help you with it. What what is your level? Uh, my level six point three. Okay, that's only moderately elevated. Uh, you you wouldn't be on medication at that level. No, uh, no,
3: they okay.
1: want to, but I so do it with diet. Well, well, listen or take on board what I said earlier. Um, I don't want to disappoint you, Marcia, but sometimes diet will have no effect on it whatsoever. All uh, right. So if you're going to be be um, more proactive, take on board what I said earlier. Contemplate using. Uh, Some natural substances that contain phytosterols, Uh, there's one called Cholesterol Manager which is out there, another one is called Basicol, they're not expensive, they're very safe and they have good documentation behind them and begin to regularly use, as our previous lister had already started to use, regular amounts of psyllium and oats. Those sorts of foods which bind to cholesterol in the gut and cause it to move out of the system rather than be reabsorbed.
0: And that should be plenty to go along with so. for the moment. I think Thanks, so. Marcia. And I think Bev will be our last call for today from Raymond Terrace. And we've talked a bit about eczema today, and you'd like just a little bit of a, a going over of that. Is that right, Bev? Yes,
3: I would. Hello, um, Bev.
0: Hello. Um,
3: just that when you spoke, I'll be honest. I was the, I'm the grandmother of the little boy.
1: Oh, okay, yes, um, yes. When yes. you
3: spoke to my granddaughter, she sort of got no help in any shape or form, and yet another lady rang in about the same problem, and how she was able to help herself. And you went on to the coal towers and that, which having psoriasis, I understand cold yes. tar shampoos and yes, other thing. Um, is it worth us trying? some cold
1: house soap if we can still buy it. Okay. Let let me be quick to respond to this. Because the little boy was a little boy, uh, seven years of age, Mm -hmm. and with uh, eczema in a very, very uh, embarrassing and delicate area, that condition needs to be treated with medical delicacy. It's not a condition that one should experiment with. So I was deliberately... Uh, cautious oh, in making recommendations. Cool. There, it may be, it may be that discussing what I have said on the program with the other listener about the potential of tar-based products, it may be that with your doctor's concurrence, you could use tar-based preparations either as a cream, or as a soap, or a lotion. They're in the marketplace. I they think. Are? I think. Um, don't <laughs> hold me to it. But there's an Australian company that makes good creams. They're called Ego. Uh, pharmaceuticals, and uh, they've had products for the skin in the marketplace for years. I suspect one of their preparations may have a tar content in it. I'm not sure your pharmacist or doctor would be best to advise you on that. Run it past your doctor. If you were to use a tar-based preparation, um, it, it could ease some of the symptoms. It may not be strong enough to undo the inflammation, but it necessarily needs to be managed by your GP, because even tar-based products can be irritable and can cause ramifications if they're not monitored.
0: Well, thank you for... Well, it's good to have that clarified. So it is. It was,
1: And I appreciate that, uh, Grandma, ringing in, because, uh, you know... Um, yes, you p- want to be sure. You want to be sure, particularly Explore with a little boy avenues. like that. Yes. Uh, needs to be well managed, and I'm sure he is, by his GP.
0: And that's almost it for, well, that is good it program. for today. You've yeah. done
1: it again, Jane. We've You've done it again. Lots
0: of good questions <laughs> coming in, so thank you all. And we'll do it again next Friday after the midday news on 2 FM Health Naturally. And do remember you can catch this pro- this program on podcast through our website 2NURFM.com.